Welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. Hello and welcome to the uh, Horns Up Half Hour podcast. I'm your host, Michael Sudhalter, and we have a very special guest, a lot of energy on campus and in the district because of this uh, new hire is... um, the new Cedar Hill head football coach, Nick Ward. Welcome to the podcast, Nick. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so um, I know this morning it was, um, you could probably um, hear us all the way down to City Hall, the applause from the scholar-athletes when they announced that you were the you know, new football coach and you had a chance to greet them. What was that like, you know, coming back here and uh, talking to those kids this morning? It was, it was, uh, it was like I was returning to my village. Um, I grew up in the southern uh, Oak Cliff part of town, and over the years, uh, what once was was South Oak Cliff, uh, Roosevelt, Carter, and Kimball, has now become Cedar Hill, Lancaster, Duncanville, DeSoto. And so a lot of the kids um, that play on the team and and are in the school, I'm I'm close to a lot of parents, played sports with, um, you know, walked the the neighborhood with, got in a little trouble with, we... I'm very familiar with a lot of parents in the district. Oh, that's very good. Very good. So um, I know we mentioned, for some of y'all who don't know, uh, Coach Ward was the cornerbacks coach in 2020 when uh, Cedar Hill went to the state finals, and then again in 2021 when we went to the third round. And then you were in uh, Midlothian, had a little bit of success down there last season. Yes, sir. So um, one of the things you talked about with the kids, you were talked about, you know, there's a lot of work to put in, a lot of changes. What are some of those things that uh, if you could kind of elaborate on some of those? Well, I think we have to get back to, um, as far as football, we have to get back to the, the, the work ethic that was set by, by Joey McGuire. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with a high school coach who made it all the way to a head football, you know, head college football coach. And so we have to get back to, to show our kids that working on the football field is the same as working on, the, on uh, working in the classroom. Okay, and I know with the um – I don't know how many times you said uh, college in that speech, but it was a lot. It was definitely a lot because I know you're really preparing these kids to go to college. Um, of course, you want them to get football scholarships, so even if they don't, just to go to college yes, to yes, get the, that education and the college experience and everything. So um, talk about you know the, your kind of philosophy in the district's uh, college career, military readiness. Um, I mean, I, I think that, we have a lot of kids uh, having a collision, but but not even you know just a collision uh, in Cedar Hill High School. We have a lot of good scholars in this school yeah. and, and in this community as well. And so, I think that we have to find something that our kids can 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 attach themselves to to want to go to college. You know, to want to go to the military, to to want to get out of mom and dad's house. Okay. You, you know, I think that's yeah. a, that's a big part of it. And so, um, I, I say college a lot, and it doesn't you know I. I, I Say it over and over and over because I want them to know when I even when I was teaching here uh, with my classes and the kids that I coached that this has to be one of the main goals, you know. And now is every kid going to go to college? No, you know. But as long as there's some type of plan to to you know future success, I think I think that's the main thing. And so it starts with college, you know, and it starts with repeating college over and over. But some kids are going to go to the military, you know. Some kids may. Uh, I'm sure one of the girls at Cedar Hill are going to you know, go to cosmetology school, but that's that's better than sitting at home and, and you know just 
taking up space in your mother and father's house or your guardian's house. Yeah, so like with um, Cedar Hill, um, one of the things, you know, with, with you coming here in other districts, sometimes we see, you know, the coaches, um, they kind of may get that tunnel vision, the football or whatever sports they may be coaching. But I saw you in the hallway, and you were like every kid, every teacher was coming up and hugging you and stuff. And it's like you had you talk about having a presence on the campus. It's almost like you already do, even though you've been, you know, um, hadn't been here for a year. So, how important is it to have that that presence like you do on the campus? Um, for me, it's natural because a lot of those teachers, most of them, didn't know that I was a football coach when they met. They thought that I was just a regular teacher because I never said that I was. I, I was brought here to teach first, you know, and I think that. Um, even the football kids, and that's any any athlete, you can't learn sports plays and not be able to do algebra. It's the same thing. You know, you can't sit down in a film room for a football team and not be able to sit down in a, in a classroom with a teacher. And so that ha that has to be connected. We have to make those connections for those kids. What's it like for you going from, as an assistant coach, you're like one of the guys and you're in here with all the coaches to being, you know, so going from being, you know, maybe one of their buddies to kind of being their their boss, what's that like making that transition? Oh, it's it's different for me too. You know, yeah. it, it's definitely different because in my mind, I'm always one of the guys. That's that's just who I am. I'm mm -hmm. not, you know, if if my mom used to say, if if you don't know that I'm in a place, you'll never know that I'm there. You know, if, if, if you go out, and so I'm always just kind of behind the scenes and laid back, and I don't think that's going to change very much. I yeah, mean, I, every leader is different. Okay, know, and. and you don't have to be a, like, I'm not a, you know, as I talked to you and I talked before, um, I can motivate better than I can do, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and that's the truth. And so I'm more comfortable walking in the halls and talking to teachers and, and students yeah. than I am sitting down and, and, you know, the interviews and all that. And I'm used to it from college and, and playing myself, yeah. uh, but I'm more, I'm, I'm, I'm more comfortable in the social setting. Uh, so you've had the chance, obviously, you played University of Miami, y'all had some great success there, and then um, professionally and all sorts of things, coaching high school and arena football. Um, who are some of the coaches that really um, inspired you that had the most impact on you? Probably the first one, the very first, uh, my mother and father are Grambling alumni. Okay. Um, and as a, as my mom worked for, his name was Coach Hobby. He was the athletic director at Grambling. Okay. Um, I, I got to meet Eddie Robinson as a kid. I oh, wow. Um, one of the first times actually seeing him coach, I didn't know that he was coaching, but um, as I got older, it was a situation I went to. Uh, my father took me to a, a New York Giants-Dallas Cowboys game, probably like in 1983. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe like 84, 85, I'm, I'm not sure, okay. around that time. But one of the, the, the New York Giants uh, played for Eddie Robinson. It's about three of them. And so uh, as, my, as my father um, took me to this game, we were – you know, we're in the tunnel and we're waiting on Everson Walls and some of the Grambling alumni. And out of nowhere appears Eddie Robinson. And I'm probably about, you know, 10 years old, 9 years old. But uh, he walks up, he, everybody hugs him, they congratulate him, you know, say, and, and mind you, this is, a, this is a Sunday. He played a game Saturday evening, you know, and so he drove from Grambling to Dallas within that, you know, that, that evening. And, oh, wow. and what he did was uh, – there was a guy, and like I said, I was probably about 10 years old. I didn't know what was going on at the time, but there was one of the guys on the Giants uh, team that I think he'd hit his wife the night before. And so this man drove all the way from Grambling to Dallas, uh, and I remember he grabbed him by the collar a little bit, and it was real quick. He grabbed him, and the only thing I heard him say was, you know, baby, we don't do that kind of stuff. And so 
I didn't know, you know, 10 years old, you don't understand what's going right. on. But I knew when I got into coaching, I knew I wanted to be him. You know, oh, I, I thought that was big for him to. He cared, you got to care about somebody as a college coach to drive that far yeah. into his NFL game. Meet him outside the locker room, tell all the coaches that you're going to be there, and then drive back, you know, the same thing. And I thought that that made an impact on me from the very start, you know, when I, when I thought about coaching. Oh, okay. And then, obviously, in so in Miami, was it Dennis Erickson or Butch Davis that recruited Both. you? I came in under Erickson, and, okay. and Davis came in. I, I was recruited by Erickson, and then Davis took over before. What did those guys, How what kind of impact did they have on you? Um, Bush Davis was a, was an organizer. Like you knew what I I, I saw a pro level before I got to the pro. You know, I, I, he was one of those types. Uh, Dennis Erickson was a players coach. He mm-hmm. he was going. You know, he he was a um, joy joy McGuire. He loved his kids. He, Butch kind of turned things around and got you guys kind yes, of sir. on the winning he was, way. He, he was the disciplinarian, yeah. and he yeah. kind of stepped in and said, yeah. "Okay, we're going to do this." And that we had to drop that image, and so yeah. I learned a lot of organization from him. Knew oh, where wow. you were going to be. You five, you know, being early and and that was that was you know he. I learned a lot of the, the coaching aspect and the expectation aspect from uh from Butch Davis. So uh, arena football, because I know you and I talked about it earlier that I got to cover it for a newspaper back in the day. So it's like we both know how fast paced that is. Yes, Do you sir. feel like that whole um, atmosphere and the arena football has impacted your coaching to you know understand this kind of fast paced oh, type most, stuff? Oh, most definitely. Most, um, when I when I was uh, with the Falcons, the, t- the years that I was working and living in Georgia, um, I got to sit down with Sean Payton, who was the, the head coach at the Saints. Okay, and new Denver Broncos. I yes, sir, new yeah. Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, Sean Payton was a quarterback in the league. Oh, and, wow. And even a coach. He, he played quarterback, played coach, and then uh, coached a little bit and went on to the Saints. Oh, okay. And so um, I got to talk to him uh, for a long time, and, and most people don't know it, but he was the first to incorporate that arena game into the NFL. Oh, okay. You know, the real quick, you know, yeah. quick screen, quick screen. That was him. He yeah, was, and then you had Kurt Warner. Yeah, yeah and nobody Williams. had ever done that yeah. before. So because those two guys, you know, yeah. the influence of Arena League made them better, better, you know, better players and better coaches. And so um, defensively, uh, defensively is not as easy, but um, I was able to kind of get a little knowledge from him right. and, and, and kind of figure out how to incorporate the Arena game into defense as well. So I know a lot of people are excited about spring ball. Do you have like a new new offense or new defense coming um, in? Or? It's a little too early to you know. Yeah. We, we got to get some coaches in first. Okay. And, and we'll figure that out. But um, more than you know, most most definitely. I mean, I, I think the, the the offense has to change a little bit. I think we do need to put some people um, behind the offense. You know, um, well to add some people to the offense because, for instance, Kevin Benjamin is already there. He does a great job and has done done a great job for years. I right. Mean, yeah. he, he's been here, you know, longer than most of these kids have been alive. <laughs> yeah. You know, so um, adding on to what, what we already have and trying to build up that Cedar Hill model, that Joey McGuire blueprint, I, I think that's where we're what, what drew you to Cedar Hill back in 2020 when you came here to them? Um, same thing, the community. Uh, yeah. and that's, that's like I said, I had a bunch of dads who I knew and played sports with and even a few moms who they asked me, you know, you need to look at Cedar Hill. Oh, okay. And I was working at Dallas Lincoln at the time, mm-hmm. um, and I was fine. I, I wanted to stay there because yeah. that's that's where I wanted to be. I, you know, like I said, that southern part of Dallas. This is where I'm from. This, yeah. is, you know, the, not having resources. This is what we were used to, and so I, I felt that you know home there. But um, not you know when I started to talk to Cedar Hill a little bit. I again, I the first day I got into school, I realized how many kids, parents, and families. Oh wow. I, you know, I, I really knew because some of them 
came to me and said, "Were you Coach Ward?" I said, "Yes, yeah. I'm Coach Ward." And my grandmother knows you. She said she, you know, oh wow, <laughs> you know, and so it was a whole lot. It was way more than than I would have ever imagined. Yeah. That, that these kids are walking up to me and they know me, but I don't know any of them. But they yeah. can say a last name. Uh, it happened in the way. Yeah, I saw that you were talking with some kids about different. Uh, names and stuff oh, oh, yeah. like that. Well, yeah. One of the kids, he said, Coach, my family's name is Mosley, and my mom said she knows you. I said, ask your mom, is, is, is her grandfather or father named Vernon? And so he called, and he said, her grandfather's Vernon. Oh, wow, he made the call and, and found I said, that that's out. My, wow. I said, well, your family is my, that's my Uncle Bernie. Your, your, oh, wow. your grandfather married Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he looked, and he was like, Coach Ruth, oh, yeah. That's really I cool. I said, I know where your grandfather's buried. And I said, I remember him. And the mom wanted to talk to me right then. Yeah, but I, yeah. I told her, hey, look, I'm taking care yeah. of something, so give me about Make that call let later. Me, let me yeah. talk to you. you know, at the yeah. most, I may, at the latest, I'm going to call you tomorrow. But, right, right. But yeah. we're probably related. Um, yeah. The little girl that was in the hall, uh, she, the soccer girls. Oh, okay, yeah. There, there were two of them were soccer girls. Right. Well, one of them, um, her dad and I, he went to DeSoto. His name is Stacy Mitchell. Okay. We ran a four by one hundred relay in the oh, uh, Junior okay. Olympics. We won and broke the record when we were fourteen years old. And oh so wow! Her, that's his daughter. <laughs> and then you had another, um, well, I guess childhood, but maybe teenage memory coming to the gym here. And tell me about that in the basketball. Oh yeah, um, Cedar Hill used to host a basketball tournament, and in nineteen ninety three, I won. Uh, he was either all uh, the tournament MVP or all tournament. But we came here. We played Coppers. Oh no, we played uh, Cedar Hill in the finals and. We were a little bit, a little higher level than them because we were used to playing Dallas Lincoln and Dallas Campbell, so they okay. were dominant programs yeah. at the time. So we won the tournament, and I, I won. Um, was either tournament MVP or tournament all tournament? So, with the fourteen-year-old version of yourself, would you have expected that you know some thirty or more years later you'd be sitting here as the head coach? Not at all. I yeah. mean, I, I can tell you that in two thousand sixteen. Uh, when I came back to Dallas, I stopped on 35 because I had never seen the arcs over 35. That, that was my first time seeing them. Okay. So I get off, I get off, you know, I pull over on the highway, on the bridge, and, and call my brother and say, man, what is, did they just build an arc over Dallas? And he, you know, stupid kiddo, get in your car and get in. <laughs> you know, I, I said, man, this is, this is amazing. You know, I, I saw the Omni for the first time. So it was a, it was a real, oh, wow. everything was changed when I got back, you know. And, oh, okay. And, uh, I tell the kids when I used to teach, um, when I came out here for that basketball tournament, this whole campus was beside uh, cedar trees. Yeah, so there was Waterford Oaks. All those neighborhoods weren't there. They, that was trees. Oh wow! Uh, you know, and so I had a chance to see it before yeah. it coming back to it. And, and uh, I think I came back for the first time in 2015, and I came to a, a South Oak Cliff Cedar Hill game. I think it was Joey McGuire's last year. Oh, okay. And I mean, they wore South out there. They really did, but. I'm looking at you know Cedar Hill and, and saying, well, wait a minute, where did all these kids come from? They that looks like Dallas Kimball now, you know, or, or Dallas Carter. So it was a it was a new experience to be back. You know what I mean? It really was. Yeah. Everything had changed. And you talked about not only being a, a football coach and a, a big presence on campus, but also here in the community as well as you know getting involved in the community and um, getting them more excited about uh, Cedar Hill football and Cedar Hill athletics and just. Cedar Hill High School. We'll talk about that. Yes, sir. Um, I, th I think that it starts from the leadership, from the top down. And so, uh, one of my first plans is to go to Walmart and be a greeter for the next couple of weeks, <laughs> and, and because I need to meet people, I want yeah. you know. And, and it's not necessarily to get out in the community and just meet people. I want to see the kids that I'm teaching and the kids that are, that, that are coaching in, the, in their own environment, in the, in the natural environment. I want to. I want that type of like I said, a village is. Um, 
I want to see mom, be able to see mom in a restaurant and, and, and mom, he was acting up in class, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, mom, he, he, he's made, you know, he, he passed that test. I'm proud of him or whatever it may be. I, I want to give that village feeling. You know, yeah. That's why I came back in the first place. All right. Well, yeah, it's just a breath of fresh air to have you here, coach. A lot of excitement we haven't seen in quite a while. So, um, welcome. And I know we'll, um, hopefully we'll have a chance to do this podcast again with you sometime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it.